When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now to talk NFL out of the States is MJ Hurley. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. I, I see the, the Cleveland Browns have officially reactivated Deshaun Watson. He's part of the 53-man active roster now. Uh, it looks like he'll probably start against the Texans, which will be interesting uh, this coming uh, weekend. I mean, to be fair, you could start me against the Texans and the Browns would still probably win because the Texans are awful. But uh, what, do you, what do you make of this news? And does it mean that you think the Browns may be a, a postseason chance now? Um... I I would love first of all I'd love to see you start against the Texans. I think that would be the entertainment of the year. I would love to see that. Um but I mean honestly I I'm not I'm not reading too much into the Browns playoff chances. They're not um they're not particularly close. The AFC has been very good. Um there are a lot of football teams ahead of them right now. Now, to be fair, their win against um, the the Bucks yesterday did give them a fighting chance. They are not dead. They're third in the NFC North at four and seven. Uh, their schedule is a little tough. They've got Texans, Bengals, Ravens, Saints, Commanders, Steelers left, which is not terrible and it's not great. Um, their division chances are pretty slim. Um, so I, I think most of the storylines less for the rest of the season for the Browns are what does this team look like with Deshaun Watson starting and kind of looking forward to next year. Mm. All right, we should talk about the Bucks who they beat as well. Um, they lost uh, Tristan Wirfs, their, their right tackle, so a little less protection for um, 45-year-old Tom Brady. Uh, they still top their division, but they're teetering, aren't they? The Bucks. do you think uh, they're going to make any impact postseason? The, the Bucks have the easiest path to the postseason in any division in football. I mean, they're sitting at five and six, and in most divisions in the NFL, they would be third place. So, you know, everybody here knows I enjoy poking some fun at Tom Brady, you know, a lot of the time. So once again, Tom Brady has a super easy path to the playoffs. And, you know, whether or not I admire him or enjoy watching him play he makes noise when he gets to the playoffs so whether they're eight and nine or ten and seven whatever the bucks record is when they get into the playoffs it really looks like they're still going to come away with that division and i don't care what it looks like unfortunately when you get tom brady in the postseason he's able to make some things happen so i mean again i don't think this is going to be a deep postseason run but again would i be surprised if Tampa Bay went into, say, Minnesota in the wild card round or so, so, something like that and actually took down the Vikings, no, that would not surprise me at all. Is the NFC South the new NFC least? Yes, 100%. Um, because there is very little future for any of those teams. You look at the Saints, who don't have a quarterback and don't have a first-round pick. The Carolina Panthers have a quarterback carousel 
and none of them can do anything. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are the closest that you can resemble to a just average NFL franchise in that division. Um, but again, with Marcus Mariota at quarterback, that's not a future for the Falcons. So they're going to have to look at that position in the draft this year. And then the Bucks, they have a very talented roster. But again, it all revolves around that quarterback position in the NFL. And like you said, when we start talking about it, 45-year-old, 45-year-old Tom Brady. It is really hard to play to 38 in the NFL, let alone 45. So you have to think his days are numbered, whether that be because of retirement or just skill. So they, there's not much future here in the NFC South, whereas the NFC East, every team is looking up. Yeah, that is that is so true. We'll get to them shortly. We should talk Aaron Rodgers, though, if we're talking aging quarterbacks. Uh, he picked up an injury yesterday in a big loss uh, for the Packers. Uh, is that them done this season? And, and what do you think his future beyond the season is? You have no idea how complicated a question that is. I'll see, I'll see what <laughs> I can do to, to sum it up. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not officially out for the season. Um, in his own words, as long as the Packers are not mathematically eliminated, he would like to play. Um, he was pulled from the game last night because the Packers were concerned that he um, possibly had a punctured lung with a possibility of a fractured rib. Um, as far as I know, everything coming out of Green Bay today, he has not uh, punctured a lung. His rib x-rays are coming back all right. Um, so now he's just focusing on really sore ribs, um, still a fractured thumb, um, and they're going to have to do some work to him this week. But he's he's not going to sit out a Packers-Bears game when the Packers season is hanging on by a thread. After that football game, once they get mathematically eliminated, there are plenty of conversations about um, whether or not Jordan Love should play the rest of the season. Aaron Rodgers has a $59 million guaranteed contract next year unless the Packers were to trade him and find a suitor that would take on some of that money. So it, it's one of the most complicated situations in the NFL. But Jordan Love made it even more complicated last night because when he came in down 14 in a Philly Lincoln Stadium that is not friendly to young quarterbacks, he looked really good. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Rodgers and Love. But Packers fans should at least be encouraged that the guy behind Rodgers, he's got a little bit of something in him. He does have uh, more than a little bit of something in him. You mentioned the NFC East. Uh, the uh, the Eagles are ten and one. Lead that from the Cowboys are eight and three. The Giants seven and four. And maybe the surprise package of this, uh, of of the last sort of five or six weeks is the Washington Commanders. They're four and one. They're seven and five um, over the season. But they really put a run together. What's changed at the Commanders? So I, honestly, uh, so I got my start covering. Uh, professional football by covering the XFL in 2020, right before COVID, um, which was just a, a smaller professional league now bought by the rock. So everybody knows about it now, uh, but it was actually gaining some really good traction in 2020 um, ESPN, you know, was talking about it all the time. And the, the Washington commanders quarterback, Tyler Heineke was the quarterback for the St. Louis battle Hawks in the XFL in 2020. And that's how the Washington commanders found him was out of the XFL. So I love that story, that team. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel bad for Carson Wentz, but he's just not – he wasn't playing well enough before his injury, and it really sucks to see injury kind of take a guy out 
of his starting job. Jameis Winston of the Saints has talked about that. But at the end of the day, Taylor Heineke is winning football games, and it's really hard to root against that football team. Uh, you know, they've been through all the name change, all the controversy, and at the end of the day, they're a really fun young team that's winning football games. Over to the AFC, and uh, the Ravens got beat yesterday by the Jags, which I did not see coming. What what went wrong there? I mean, the, the Ravens feel like they've thrown about three or four leads away this season when they've looked comfortable. So pretty much all four of their losses they have thrown away. They threw away their 42-38 to loss to the Dolphins. They threw away their 23-20 loss to the Bills. Same thing to the Giants, 24-20 and then 28-27 to 27 against the Jaguars. So they've lost all of their games total by a combined 15 points. That's it, in four games. Now, their wins haven't been super decisive either. They're just playing a lot of close-score games. If you compare them to the Minnesota Vikings, the Vikings are winning all of their close-score games. And it's just, it's got to be so frustrating for John Harbaugh and, and the Ravens because they have been in such good positions. And realistically, if a couple plays go a different ways, the Ravens could honestly be undefeated right now and sitting atop the NFL world. But a couple things at the end of the game, I, I don't know what it is specifically. I don't know if it's they get too comfortable. I mean, honestly, John Harbaugh has admitted publicly, I don't really know why this is happening because it happens in different ways. Sometimes the offense stalls. Sometimes they give up a huge lead on defense and the offense keeps scoring, but they can't keep up with the opposing offense. Whatever it is, uh, they've had a couple special teams gaffes. Um, it, it's just a comedy of errors. And again, even with all of that, they're still sitting at 7-4. and four. They're still atop the AFC North. Uh, and they're still looking at good playoff position. It's just a little concerning that when you get to playoff football that's those type of you know that type of inconsistency is not going to go well I think we've got another six weeks uh, of regular season left um, and looking at the AFC I, I know the the Dolphins are ahead of the Bills on the east on on uh, points differential but it feels like it's a Bills Chiefs AFC championship is that where you're leaning that's where I'm leaning and it it's one of those things where it's hard to root against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Um, what Mahomes has been able to do this year, and I know all, all of the broadcasts here are talking about this consistently and just hammering it home, but it really is worth, worth the words, that Patrick Mahomes will just spread around the ball to 10 or 12 guys every game. And with Tyree Kill gone, you know, Travis Kelsey – is incredible, no doubt. He's getting a lot of the target share. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns. But you've got guys like Sky Moore, guys like Justin Watson, who nobody even knew their names before the beginning of the year. And now you've got Jim Nance, Tony Romo, you know, all the top broadcast guys praising them because they're learning how to play under Patrick Mahomes with a couple injuries. Um, I mean, Josh Allen is Josh Allen. He's a beast. I don't know. I, the Dolphins, to me, with a team that young, it was kind of like the Bengals last year. You got to prove it to me before I'm going to favor you against the top dogs in the Bills and the Chiefs. It could happen, but at the end of the day, if I had to put my money, you know, my money or my body on it, I'm going to go Bills. 
Bills it is. All right. Um, now, the, uh, I was looking at Kansas City yesterday. I was watching that game against the Rams, who had an un- one of the most underwhelming seasons of a Super Bowl champion I can remember. But there was a stat that came up. When Travis Kelsey scored that touchdown, which was a superb run, by the way, the field just opened up, a, f- a stat flashed up that said the uh, quarterback to tight end uh, touchdowns in the NFL, I think it's now up to 46, is the most of any combination of quarterback and tight end. And I thought... Hang on, what about Brady and Gronk? Surely they haven't gone past that already. Let's off the top of my head. Um, I think Brady and Gronk have to have more. Um, let me let me see if I can find this real quick. I know, I want to say they were talking about um, Chiefs touchdowns specifically. Yeah, Brady to Gronkowski, they have one hundred and five touchdowns together i believe mahomes to kelsey the stat you're talking about i believe that was the most touchdowns thrown from any chiefs quarterback to receiver period which is still very impressive given you know tony gonzalez played there for a long time he was an incredible tight end um they've had some really good tight ends in their history uh but yeah they've got a little bit to go to catch Brady and Grant. Yeah, they do. They do. All right. Thanks for ironing that out for me, MJ. Hey, and thanks again yeah. for giving us some time, man. It's uh, It's been good to chat. Uh, go well, and we'll catch up with you soon, eh? Sounds good. Always a pleasure.